When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Come on, let's all go to the lobby. Because people are staring at us listening to these shows while we're in the theater. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. there and welcome to Sonic Society Season 13 Episode 557 and we're your hosts Jack Ward and David Alt. and how are you this lovely Tuesday evening oh night of the podcast release Jack <laughs> just happy to have you back in the co-pilot seat again my friend <laughs> well theoretically it's easier to have a single host of the Sonic Society practically it's it's never as fun and I know we both tend to get rather busy at times. Yes, indeed. It's certainly getting to the, the, the that part of the year where my services are most in need as a tutor. So it's exam season coming up. They start in about four weeks' time. And so I'm, I'm run ragged with students. Uh, and I'm sure you know what that's all about, don't you, Jack? Absolutely. Although <laughs> I thought all the tutors were wiped out and replaced by stewards. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. They still live on over here. It's, it's all the history. <laughs> That's great. Well, I mean, there's we haven't talked in a while, and we should probably talk about a couple of things, like upcoming Sonic Summer Stock. It is Ooh, just a yes. couple of months away. Is it really? Already? Already, yes. Do you, Are you planning to do anything for Sonic Summer Stock? It's been a, uh, a couple of years. I don't think you did anything last year. Yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? It was, uh, it was when David Cummings and I did the Telltale Heart. That's right. That's right. Something to consider. No, no pressure yes. there, as mm-hmm. always. It's just supposed to be for fun. <laughs> of course. I know for a fact that uh, Pete Lutz has a ton of stuff coming up. Ooh. I know that the Amigos, Jeff Billard and Lothar Toppen and myself are going to be doing something probably by the end of the summer because Jeff's producing it, so it'll be a lot of fun. Ooh. And all the lines are in for that already. And I just talked to John Bell, and he's excited to do something a little more dramatic and less comedic this time. Ooh. So uh, he's got something picked out, but I'm going to save that for a little later on. So <laughs> we do have uh, a rapidly growing slate, and hopefully we can get some more folks in on this because uh, it is a lot of fun to bring old-time radio stuff. I might probably have a couple more as well, just from my local folks that we might be able to throw in too. So that'll be fun. Fantastic. I will get the Hoover out and uh, get sorted, get started on that theatre. That's awesome. You saw the (laughs) pictures I sent you of the Magic Box. I did. It looks amazing. It is fantastic. And I've already started to play around and start to fill the drawers a little bit and bring up some buckets and tubs and stuff like that to try to think of exactly what kind of sound effects I want to use on stage. For those people who don't know, the Magic box and there is a facebook page on it the magic box was created by my father i told him i wanted something that was i'd be able to use for practical sound effects on stage so he had put together two sort of chests of drawers 
on top of each other and connected by some snaps or some some fasteners, I should say. So it can be taken apart and put into a car, into two pieces, so it's not too large. But it has rollers and it has an opening at the top where there are a couple of bins for sand or water and the like. It has a phone on the side. It has all kinds of various different things for sound effects already that he's put into place. So we're hoping to do a number of live shows uh, coming up, myself and uh, Keith Morrison from here, who's done some stuff with us in the past. We're looking at doing some live shows, and I'm going to be calling it Sonic Stage. So we have Sonic Summerstock, we have Sonic Society, (laughs) we had Sonic Gold. It's Sonic Stage is going to be the live show part. And uh, I was going to say, if I can Sonic echo back to... um, the tour of this year mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago, our opener in that great city was Wild Claw Theatre, mm. and they do um, audio with live foley, and so they had two people. Um, doing the live sound effects for a couple of short horror fiction scripts. That's that's and a- it Ellie was, Matlin is involved in that's that. That's the one. Yes. yes, great. It was electrifying to watch, hmm. and I especially loved it. That the the one that really sticks in my mind mm-hmm. is uh, the celery. <laughs> and, and Ellie was just there with these, with with this huge amount of celery, just just biting down and getting that that amazing sound. I think it was a, the the crunching of the bones, right? Uh, and, and <laughs> it was that's, brilliant. That's awesome. And I've certainly reached out to her, and I've reached out to Henry Hawks and a couple of other people like Rich Froelich, who's uh, been involved in a lot of live shows. And I'm trying to get as much feedback from people as possible. For those people who are interested, I do have a song stage facebook group and it is private but the idea is i'm putting up my sonic society shows or rather my electric vicuna production shows and asking people to be just really really honest brutally honest would this work well on stage because i'd like to get a a, a Mm. stable of some Mm. of my previously written shows and so i can get started on doing some live shows with maybe some of those and just to see which ones would be sort of fun to do on stage and which ones wouldn't work nearly as well outside of the of the production studio so if you're interested and really want to help out with that you gotta be as you gotta be as brutally honest as as you can uh for example i put in (laughs) alone in the night and i already got somebody saying yeah this probably won't work as well on stage because it's not as visually interesting in the same way and i'm like great great that's what i need to hear so Mm -hmm. please add yourself to that and speaking of adding yourself to stuff we uh i'm still hoping that people will send me emails for what they want to see in madcon Mm -hmm. what they would like to have for panel discussions i'm still putting that together it's just steady 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 work and i haven't been able to get the website the way i wanted but to be (laughs) fair if it's up this summer it's still two years (laughs) (laughs) i i i know i'm being proactive and i'm anxious to get it up there as possible but two years ahead i'm not too far behind yes i think that that you plenty of time i think jack (laughs) are you doing any acting roles recently Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) other than the usual no (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to fix that at some point one thing that is launching very soon is from uh, david farquhar of voices of the wind Mm -hmm. voices in the wind audio moonlight audio theater is the first 
Cliff Weller mystery,、mm. and so that is going to be released on Audible and、uh, Blackstone Audio sometime this month, even this week, maybe.、Fantastic. Keep an eye out for that. It's certainly gone gone to the publishers. It's been masters and gone to the publishers, so that's、mm-hmm. that's all good fun. The usual no sleep. We've got a script for Hostile Worlds in the inbox. That needs that needs sorting. Awesome. So yes, it's it's all go. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm doing a little bit of acting on some of the Sonic Summerstock things coming up, including something that Pete Lutz is doing. Also,、uh, script wise, one of my old scripts that I've always felt we could I could do a better job with is being. Picked up by the Empire Audio Network, which we are now officially a part of,、Ooh. and、uh, they've decided they want to do a script altogether. And、uh, MJ Cogburn is is running the casting and and the directing of that, and maybe even the production. I'm not sure. I、oh. sort of said, okay, here's this here's a script I think that I'd love to be able to do、mm-hmm. well, and it's called Great Day for a War. And I think even though I wrote it 15 years ago, I think it actually fits right now. So I think it'd be a good one to redo and do effectively. So I went through、mm-hmm. and edited it and sent it in, and apparently most of the lines are in now. So they're they're moving forward on that. So oh, brilliant! We could hear another one of my shows. That way, I'm also been working, of course, on re-editing、uh, Proximity, and that's moving forward really well. And I've got a main actor to be in that, and certainly you're going to be in a, have a role in there too,、Way. which I haven't <laughs> haven't talked to you about. But <laughs> and、uh, that's、so、that'll、accept. be a lot of fun. I accept whatever、Thank、it is.、You. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And then I'm doing just for fun. I, I have a. I have a movie script called、uh, Wingman or Winging It. It's kind of a comedy script, but、uh, but about a serious 1940s World War II superhero who flies, called Wingman, and his sort of Robin of Wingman is called Flyboy. And so I thought,、oh, you know, I remember you telling me about this. Yes. Yeah, and I said, well, you know, while I'm going through and rewriting the script, it might do me well to do a Greg Taylor. Kind of look at this and actually make the radio drama series, and that would help sort of add the background. So I'm doing a serious wingman series, and I've written、oh. two or three episodes, and actually have a teacher at our school who has a perfect voice for playing wingman, and he's very excited about the opportunity to play it. So I'll have a brand new actor performing wingman. So I'm hoping to produce it very much in the style of the 1940s. So if anybody listening to it might. Might actually think it's an old-time radio, so that'll be kind of fun <laughs> to be able to do it in that way. Yes. So that's what's going on right now. So many things and and so much to do, and and that's part of the problem and part of our joy. I think is that we're very very busy. Absolutely, yes. We wouldn't have it any other way. Well, speaking of scripts and productions, if you haven't listened to the EVP podcasts, which which got a scoop on us here at the Sonic Society. Our production company EVP has a new short for the Wavefront anthology produced by Rich Froelich and starring the lads from the Hadron Gospel Hour. Please, by the way, go and subscribe.、Mm-hmm. But first, of course, springtime brings out the young at heart, and we are thrilled to present a youthful audio drama from Rick Costa, Pixie the Devil's Daughter,、Ooh. starring No Sleep's Nicole Goodnight.、Ooh. And she was very excited about it on tour and telling us all about it. So、oh, I'm looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> and it all begins right here on the Sonic Society.
What are you drawing now, Pix? You'll see. The edges are starting to turn brown. I can see that, Wayne. You better hurry up. I'm going as fast as I can. Am I going to like it? Shh. Quiet. I'm almost done. You're an annoying bat. You've been saying that for centuries. There. It's wonderful. But what is it? It's a flower. What's a flower? <laughs> I have no idea. This is the story of Pixie. And not the kind of Pixie, Sprite, or even Fairy that you would find in a book by Millicent Bright. No, the subject of our tale calls herself Pixie. Her real name is unpronounceable, but she asks that her friends call her Pixie. Not that she has any real friends to speak of, unless you include her bat Wayne. Wayne follows her everywhere. You could say that Pixie is a little girl, but she is much more, or less than that, as you will see. It might be best to start where most good stories start, that is to say, at the beginning. This one begins with her father, and his fall from a very great, a very, very great height. Upon finding himself in a very strange place far from home, her father, we shall call him Louis, wept for a thousand years. And then he began to dig. He didn't do this digging himself. Louis had the help of others who had also fallen from this great height. But none were as mean or as cunning as he. So, he declared himself king over them all. And as their king, he made them do all of the dirty work. And they continued to do this work until he was satisfied. It wasn't for another thousand years that he declared the work done. And then Louis collected his machines and his subjects and said goodbye to the surface world of volcanoes and storms and retreated to his kingdom far below the surface. He named his kingdom Hell, with one L. And there he lives to this very day, collecting more subjects to rule over and making life, well, miserable for pretty much everyone including his daughter, Pixie. It is in her father's hot and insufferable kingdom that we find Pixie seated at her small desk in her small chamber. She is drawing pictures, so beautiful and so wonderful that were her father to see them, he would be very angry indeed. Fortunately, this isn't the case as soon as she completes a picture, the paper sizzles in the heat and burns away, leaving dust where once beauty had been. Why do you always sign your pictures? I don't know. I suppose so everyone will know that I created it. And there it goes. <sighs> 
Can you find me some more paper, Wayne? Sure. I think I saw some being collected into a pile near the... Ahem! What do you want, Beale? I don't talk to bats. His name is Wayne. Oh, well, I don't talk to bats named Wayne. Can't you see she's busy? Her father demands her presence. I thought you didn't talk to bats. <sighs> Pixie. I'm busy, Beale. <laughs> Nobody's busy when you're father. I'm busy, Beale. Okay. Uh, but... Hey, Beale. What? Where did they put the stuff they found near the Great Hall? <sighs> it's marked for the incinerators. I think I saw a bunch of paper. Is it still there? Ask Grizzle. I'm not asking Grizzle. He'll just burn it because I asked. Ha! Well, he'll burn it if you don't ask. Beal? <clears throat> yes, Pixie? Can you leave now? Oh. Well, uh, and, uh, what should I tell your father? Just... Just leave, please. Fine. I'll just go back out this way, huh? All right. Mind my own business. Tell, tell her father. It's not going to be my head, I know that. You know, your father will be angry. I know. I mean, really angry. It doesn't look good to everyone else when you disobey him. I'm not disobeying him. I just... I don't know. I just want to be left alone. We are always alone, Pix. <laughs> Story of our life, huh? Uh-oh. You'd better hide somewhere, Wayne. Uh, where, where should I go? That hole, over there. Next to my bed. The small one, see? Oh, that's a mouse hole! I don't think they'll mind. Pixie? Hi, Father. Beale tells me you're too busy to see me. I was. And what were you? Ah, I see the dust. Paper. You've been drawing again. Yes. I forbid you to waste your time with such things. Why would you forbid drawing? It is not your place to wonder why. Our job here, our role, is to create demons and put them to work in the world above. Why do we hate the world above so much? What? Why do we send demons there? I don't know where I went wrong with you, Pixie. I really don't. You were such a good little demon when you were hatched. I still have the shell. The darkness made you smile. It would surround you and eat from your hand. Your laugh would crack walls. And now, why do you never leave this room? You are always at your desk. You should be in training like every other demon. Don't you want to be like every other demon? Do you like being different? Oh, I just think there, there has to be more to this. There doesn't and there isn't. And as much as you would like to think that there is more to all of this, I am here to tell you that there is not enough of this foolishness. I don't even know where you get the paper. Where do you get the paper? Someone brings it to me. Your bat, Wayne. 
Where is Wayne? I don't know. When you see your little familiar, tell him I would like to speak with him. And the next time I send Beale or Bub for you, you will come. And I will not come down to have another conversation like this. Is that understood? Is it? Yes. Good. There will be no dinner for you tonight. I want you to think about what I've said and what you will do going forward. Okay? Good. Silence is acceptance. No, it's not. What? Nothing. As I thought. Now go to bed. I don't want you to sleep well. Pixie? Yes? Are you okay? No. I'm never okay. I'll go uh, get you some more paper. Did you hear all of that? Yes. I'm sorry, Pix. Thank you, Wayne. Anytime, Pix. You can learn more about Pixie and our wonderful cast at pixieshow.com. There you can purchase merchandise or simply send us a note. We would love to hear from you. You can also show your support for the show and for Pixie by leaving a rating or review. Thank you very much for listening. Pixie is a Rick Coast production. Learn more at modernaudiodrama.com. Poor Pixie. There she is right now, walking along the puddles and lakes of fire while the other demons learn how to scare and frighten people they've never met. They don't look at Pixie as she passes by, but they talk. They always talk about how the devil's only daughter spends all day and night in her room. There are rumors about what she does, some say she casts spells. Others say she knows nothing about spells and instead spends her days staring at her walls. Still, others say that she is the most powerful demon of them all, but nobody truly believes this. After all, she is just pixie. But there is more to her. There is more to most people and demons. If we would only take a little time to notice, we would all be quite surprised at what we would find.
What are you thinking about, Pixie? Oh, I don't know. You're awfully quiet today. Sorry. Would you like me to make you laugh? No. Smile? No. Cry? <laughs> no. There it is. There's the smile that's been hiding all morning. How do we even know it's morning? Because we just woke up. But it's all the same here. No matter what time we go to sleep or wake up, how do we know if it's morning or night? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, there are no stars. No clouds or anything. There's just... stone walls. What are stars and clouds? I have no idea. I just thought of them. I don't understand. I don't either. When we get back to my room, I'll draw them for you. That looks like fun. What does? What those demons are doing with the stick and rock? <laughs> That's not a rock. It's a ball of hot lava. See? It splatters when they hit it. You want to play with them? No. They wouldn't let us anyway. Of course they would. Watch. Hey! Can we play? Who's asking? We are. Who's we? Me and Pixie. Yeah, she couldn't swing a stick if she tried. C- come on, Wayne. Let's go. Oh, but I want to... Let's go. <laughs> you heard her bad. Go back to the hole you crawled out of. <gasps> See? Yeah. Ingrates. What are... ingrates? Mean demons. Do you think... Do you think that everyone is mean? Even up above? Up above? Do you mean above ground? Yes. I've never been up there. Why hasn't anybody ever seen it? I mean, every demon I see is always trained to go up there, but Father never sends anyone. Nobody that I've ever spoken to. And some of these demons have been training for centuries. What's the point? We can ask Gristle. He's grumpy. We should stop by to see him anyway. He might have more paper for the incinerators. You burned through the last bunch. I don't like talking to Gristle. That's only because you don't understand Gristle. Do you? No. Who would want to? And so Pixie and Wayne walk the many miles it takes to get to the Hall of Incinerators. Everything that makes its way to hell from the world above eventually finds itself here as food for the incinerators. If you're wondering how it all gets here, you're asking a very good question. Let's find out. There's Gristle. Oh, he looks busy. Hey, Gristle! Oh, sir. Gristle's not here. I'm looking right at you. Then look somewhere else. What are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm throwing trash into the incinerator. Now, make yourself useful and hand me that can. I don't have any hands. Of course he doesn't have it. 
Then bat it over here with your wings. I'll get it. What is she doing here? Why? Are you scared? Nothing scares me. Here's your can. Go ahead. Toss it in. Me? Why not? Okay. How could you miss that? I've never thrown anything before. Hey, Gristle, can you answer a question? I might. Where does all this trash come from? That's a silly question. Why? Uh, Hold on. See this? What does it say? I have no idea. It says soda. How come your bat can read, but you can't? Nobody ever taught me. (laughs) Some demon you turned out to be. Your father must be so proud. Now, what does it say after soda? Below, the small print. It says, made in New York. So there, that answers your question. That is where the trash comes from. Now be gone, both of you. I have work to do. Does it all come from above? Does what come from above? The trash. I just showed you. It's not from here. But how do we get it? People. And by people, I mean... (sighs) Humans. Dump it into holes, or storms carry it there. Either way, it ends up here. So I have the singular pleasure of burning it. Have you ever gone up there? Where? (laughs) The surface? Mm Mm-hmm. Who in their right mind would want to go up there? Isn't that what demons are trained to do? Do I look like a demon? I'm the trash collector. I've been doing this since time began. You don't look a day over eternity. Enough from you. Can I see one of these holes? To the surface? Yes. Why bother with a hole? Just use the exit. Oh, I'm not allowed to go there. I've never seen the exit. I wouldn't even know how to get there. You could even call it an entrance. It depends whether you're coming or going, although... I don't think there's much traffic either way. Hasn't been for as long as I can remember. Where's the exit, Chris? That's none of your business. Will you tell me? Sure. It's a quarter click past the Lake of Fire. What's a quarter click? Couldn't tell you. It's just what's said. Oh, okay. Are we done? We are. Let's go, Pix. Oh, wait. Paper. Right. Hey, Gristle. Gristle's not here. Do you have any paper that you haven't burned yet? Over there, by the tires. I see it. Thanks, Gris. (sighs) Whatever. You look happy. I am. And look, I found a box of pencils. Ooh, you struck gold, Pixie. I know. Let's go. We can make a plan. For what? For finding the exit.
You can learn more about Pixie and our wonderful cast at pixieshow.com. There you can purchase merchandise or simply send us a note. We would love to hear from you. You can also show your support for the show and for Pixie by leaving a rating or review. Thank you very much for listening. Pixie is a Rick Coast production. Learn more at modernaudiodrama.com. Energy ranges the endless reaches of space and time. Different frequencies lap the shores of the lonely rocks, crashing in silence against the endless sounds. Stories from a million possible realities, all coalescing into a single wavefront. Transmission begins. How different is alien life from the life of human beings? Do aliens feel? Do they love? Do they have pets? As Gobetti seeks out a special periodic health assessment with physician Dreets, the answers are not at all expected. Do not stiffen those feelers, Initiator Gobetti. A comforter is simply a Sol 3 furniture accessory. I have found it allows for maximum flow tube alkaline levels. <sighs> now then, Prime Disposal Initiator Gobetti, the report signals duty habits as sluggish. In fact, according to the third entry, several work increments have passed where duties were incomplete. An absentee report was filled for all three days. Uh, replacement grells completed all functions with equal achievement markers. Uh, there is no intention to place the administrator in any kind of... Relax those sensor whiskers, Prime Disposal Initiator Gobetti. This file is not forwarded to the disciplinary core of the administrate. This appointment is to find a way to provide optimum performance to better the entire administrate. This reference came through... Uncertain. Hmm. It says here in the file that the original physicianal assonant for the hive is Praetor Flork. Yes, here it is. Flork prescribed smolder cream along affected flukes and carapace. Yes, however, that only added to the viscosity of the track marks. Then Trisignant Glarish was concerned about feeler tension. Ah, yes, yes, the progression is clear. Trisignet Gloresh identified that, while damp, feelers remained flexible and strong. The indented file was then transferred to Bisignet Vlorn. Yes, and Vlorn raised the priority and therefore requested this appointment, Prel Physician. Yes, yes, well, the data report is complete. 
Perhaps a preliminary discussion as to the assigned habitat cell? The cell? Uh, all habitat cells must maintain consistent optimum health standards. Prime disposal initiator, Gabetti. Be certain there is no current terminal disposal or repollination requisition filed or flagged for the central administrator this time. This appointment is to provide assistance and assess any further priority to care. But assistance will not be forthcoming without fully understanding all cyclical interactions. Very well. Please begin with the habitat cell assigned. Habitat cell 4715, segment 3340. Yes, of course. It is a standard living tricell with feeding center, recreation and living pod, uh, with a pet uh, extension. Pets? Hmm. Many Shaladarians have pets on Sol 3. Ever since the Grellian sub-administrate organized the system, pets have been assigned There to... is no reprimand. Yes, most Grails have surviving pets. Regarding those pets... A bundle of three. A rare selection. Yes. Most brood units from Sol 3 were disrupted in the reorganization. After securing the planet, Grell Groundlings methodized the distribution network for incoming Sheladarian to codify the administrate structuring. Recent summation aggregates place the eradication estimates of Sol 3 inhabitants during pre-organization at approximately 700,487,675,986 beings. That is the best projected estimate, of course. There may well be a cascade effect that the data have not accounted for. Is it accurate that planets and species have difficulty after reorganization? Change is acceptable. Change is acceptable. Category and status of cell pets? Originally, four Terrans were maintained, but the matronling died several soul cycles ago. There remains one patronling and two unburdened young slugs. The young slugs are still under prime? No, both are fully active for Soul 3 indigents. Please delineate the pet psychology. That term is unfamiliar. Oh, yes, of course. Psychology is a term from a pre-organization Soul 3 textbook. The Terran species were academically qualified? Marginally, yes. While Sol 3 language is difficult to decipher, recent discoveries identify lung grunts and oral squealing as a form of rudimentary communication. A data-ready form was maintained in binded readouts classified as textbooks. The, the indigenous Terrans clearly had educational facilities designed for higher learning. Administrate Central believes even religious and philosophical collective knowledge banks were maintained before reorganization. Religus. Philosophical. Those terms are also unclear. Non sequitur. There are currently only a single spectrum of Grell certified with basic Soul 3 indigenous linguistics. This appointment's task is to identify potential environmental factors that may be toxic to Grell work effectiveness. Understood. What information is now needed? The pets. Please describe their interval habits. The patronling seemed inordinately focused on physical contact with the young slugs. What kind of physical contact? The patronling seems to encircle the young slugs and constricts them, sometimes fiercely. 
Separation was attempted once, as there was concern that the patronling was causing the young slugs injury. But separation created more distraught behavior in the pets. Interesting. And other behavior patterns? Other? Beyond the witnessed embrace, how do the pets operate through their intervals? Uncertain. The pets tend to be most active when soul shines in diurnal period. Of course, structured feedings occur during nocturnal sequence, and the pets are awakened at that time. Does that help? Yes, every bit of information is helpful. Have the pets become sluggish in their cycles? Yes, Physician Dreets, they have. Please elucidate. The pets were given regular access to public outdoor pens at additional expense. Yes, the Administrative Division of Sol 3, sub-branch of the Historical Stratum, assembled a representational museum of plant and animal species. Yes, but the Nocturnal Museum disquiets the pets. The other Sol 3 exhibits are alarming to the pet bundle, despite the reconstructed, treated skeletal carcasses that are strategically placed around the compound. Hmm. How did the pets react at the museum? Protectively, in a quaking, huddled mass, the patronling covered the faces of the young slugs. Perhaps the lighting was too bright for their ocular cavities. Travel to the Natural Museum is currently suspended. Little pleases the indigenous pets. And how does that make you feel? Confusion. There are lingual choices that are confusing in that statement. Yes, that phraseology was from the Soul 3 medical records. What is meant is, does the unusual behavior of the pets affect Prime Disposal Initiator Gobetti's functional efficiency? Unknown? There is a... a silence that exists now. A silence? Yes. When throng of Grell are engaged fully in required tasks, uh, purpose is clear, uh, path is designated forward, uh, progressive order is the result. Yes. Now, at the habitat cell, there is no progressive order. There is no purpose. There is only silence. And this silence has intruded outside of rest intervals and interwork tasks? Yes. What remains more unusual is that the silence appears to be expanding. Thank you, Prime Disposal Initiator Gabetti. This information will complete the report. Is this a serious issue? Do not be concerned. Correction has already begun. Return to Habitat Unit and await instructions. Shelladarian dominance! Change is acceptable. This is Prel Physician Dreets, completing final analysis of the condition of the Sol 3 Division of the Shaladarian Organizational Initiate. There have been 4,327 cases in the last 20 solar cycles on Sol 3. Final prognosis in all cases is terminal. The silence initiator Gobetti spoke of is a hallmark signifier of the rapid progress of the disease, which has proliferated into an infectious plague 
The solution to this contagion continues to elude the physicianal subdivision. Best studies suggest that the plague originated from the Sol-3 native population, although the Terrans appear unaware of the infectious nature of the disease. One solution recommended is the eradication of all life on Sol-3 and the surrounding system. However, such a measure exceeds cost projectives and no evidence that it will result in the cessation to the spread of the disease. Grell infect other Grell at alarming rates. The best viable option is containment. Contaminated Grell brood will eventually self-terminate, saving resources. Full evacuation to a hospice station requires only three solar cycles. At current infection rates, there would be no Grell remaining to remove valuable Shalandarian technology after five solar cycles. All indigenous species of Sol-3 will be released during evacuation. Terran historical records provide scant background as to the plague and no solution as to why the mortality rate is 100% for Shalandarians. In fact, records of the illness among Terrans demonstrate an integration into society. Sol-3 inhabitants not only managed the plague, the Terrans have also provided a plethora of expressions of its effects in artistic records including songs, stories, poems, and visual artwork. Further research into immunity should proceed in future cycles carefully. There is one specific term used to describe the disease in Terran linguistics. It is identified as depression. Whether depression is a viral or bacterial agent remains unknown. Depression, however, has ceased activity in this area of the galaxy and remains a serious threat to the Shalandarian expanse. The evacuation protocol has begun with this final recommendation. Sol-3 Grell will await their final days in hospice care. Final postscript. This physician knows what Capetti was trying to articulate. This physician recognizes the symptoms. Disordered quivering feelers. Inordinate viscous tracts. The silence grows louder. Depression affects this Prell physician. Streets. Signing off. The common cold arrested an attack from Mars. Depression has saved humanity from the Saladarian Empire. Who can say what ills provide the seeds of salvation for the future of the human race? For the greatest challenges remain in the wavefront. Transmission ends. Pets was written by Jack J. Ward and produced by Richard Froelich and starred Rich Wentworth as Dreets and Michael McQuilkin as Gobetti. Music written and produced by Sharon B. Pets is part of the Wavefront Anthology and is an Electric Vicuna production. And that's this week's show. Please continue to email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com for all your madcon ideas and needs and check news at sonicsociety.org or the Facebook group or even on Twitter. We always love hearing from you. And until next week at the Sonic Society, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night.
Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!